This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and ah, an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, not funded by foreign royalty to the best of our knowledge, MLS. Do us a quick solid and click on through, click on through even to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Uh, definitely five stars. Primarily, though, leave us a comment. Five stars are awesome. We don't care the, about the review as much as we want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from... Handwalla banana to Jim Kehe. Oh my God. <laughs> this week, hockey, but on grass with football lines. Sounders FC take on the hope you're wearing your open cup Houston Dynamo in a battle for the only time someone wishes they were in Frisco Cup. That's excellent. Okay. Uh, an exciting weekend, Brandon, that we saw a Sounders FC squad rebound from being. Uh, on a streak of two losses in a row, two hard losses at that, and then they show back up and they just dominated Colorado. Oh, it's it was so it almost makes you forget all of the things and doom and gloom that we were talking about last week and whose fault is it and who should lose their job and all of that. It, it was one of those. It was one. It was a dominating performance enough to be one of the ones where you look at and be like, I don't worry about this team. Granted, it was against Colorado Rapids, one of the worst teams in the entire league and having one of the historically worst seasons mm, in MLS Nay, history. one uh, of the worst teams in the universe. <laughs> My AYSO soccer team when I was nine was about that good at defense. Uh, they are about to be... Uh, and I played defense. <laughs> They're 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 about to be relegated to some other uh, soccer country. league. No, no, they're gonna... another country. We're sending Colorado. <laughs> we're handing it over back to Mexico. Here you go, Mexico. You can have Colorado back. <laughs> Spicy. There, there you go. You ruined it for for your entire state. You jackasses. <laughs> oh man, uh, Colorado, who is having a worse season than Santa Tecla, probably. <laughs> uh, you don't have to say it, Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. I can't. I can't. Do no, that. no, 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 no. I'll make a fool of myself in this podcast, and nobody. Someone's already me. blogging about how insensitive the, you are. The four people. At least I'm not Joe Roth. Okay? He's <laughs> he's appropriating culture. 
And the other guy's encouraging him. Uh, just wait till I say Raul Ruiz Diaz. No, you've, you've really learned to, to nail that, dude. I think you got that down. Uh, I can't do it unless I say Raul like that. It's pretty awesome, Brandon, to say four goals from Raul Ruiz Diaz. Uh, Nicolas Soledero put one in. Another one from Raul Ruiz Diaz. And finally, oh my God, did all guys with, with Spanish names <laughs> score? And Victor <laughs> Rodriguez. Oh, cool. Good job, everybody that speaks Spanish. That's uh, all, both was, of the people in Seattle were excited. Uh, it's you know, it's it's all up to you guys, the Spanish speakers, to do to do the job, uh, to encourage other Spanish speakers to score goals for the Seattle Sounders. Is what I'm trying to say. Four goals, Brand. Four goals. Four goals. Sounders uh, host Colorado in a game that they should definitely win, but the two prior games were games that the Sounders should have definitely won as well. So nobody was holding their breath. Colorado come to <laughs> Seattle. Um, and I think that there was a so Colorado is a team that is definitely already eliminated eliminated from the playoffs. They don't have much to fight for. They uh, except for maybe their jobs and their pride for the upcoming season. But they're playing in Colorado, so pride's out the window. So it's just their jobs. Um, it's you know game, what it is, Brandon. It's the altitude. That's what happened. <laughs> this low altitude and all of this extra j- oxygen really held me back. <laughs> the ball is a little heavier here. It's just no one was ready for it. They just didn't prepare. They should have gotten here a day early probably and done a little more practice. That's definitely that's definitely what it was, and it wasn't the fact that they're all pretty bad at soccer. Um, it was just defense. They're just pretty bad at defense because uh, Tim Howard is pretty awesome at soccer, I would argue. But that uh, the front pair in front of him and the wing backs did not look anything extraordinary. They were great at letting Ruiz run on goal and then step back four paces and get a pass to him and be like, boop, goal. Well, and I would say that at one point, Tim Howard was really good at soccer, and I would say that he's still probably a he's pretty still good MLS. Good, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's been anything. I mean, okay, we'll get into it, but there was a there was a play in this match that arguably arguably could have been a fifth Seattle Sounders goal. That fortunately for Tim Howard, uh, the whistle had not gone yet, but like the referee was like, "Well, I was gonna blow it," <laughs> uh, and. Tim Howard basically gifted the Seattle Sounders a goal that got called back uh, because the referee said something about a substitution. So we we will talk about that later because I think it's oh, quite controversial. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know the exact um, rule on that, but I feel opposite of you. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I think, but I'm just no, going to no. go with I said the rule. I don't know the rule on it, but I think the opposite of you. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about when Tim Howard kicked the ball out and it, Rui Diaz stole it and scored in the penalty box, right? Yeah, the reason they called it back is because the referee the referee had not called blown the whistle yet. Well, I mean, it was a goal kick. Am I incorrect? Yeah. And doesn't the ball have to get outside of the penalty area before if it's... You're, if you're passing it to a teammate. So if you're passing it to Raul Rui Diaz, it's fine? Yeah, he took it of it. Like, Tim Howard took the... Uh, the penalty or the goal kick under his own power and what did not nobody forced him to kick it straight to Raul Reed. Actually, I think it, it was Brandon. Victor. I told you I didn't know the rule and I was passing judgment based on that. And now that I do, I agree with you. Oh, I thought you were making two uh, separate statements. One was I don't know the rule, and two is I don't agree with you. And I, and those both existed at this at the same level in the universe. I was trying to set up like an, an ethos argument to be like, listen, I haven't read the rule yet, but if, but but based on my assumptions, <laughs> based based on our history, <laughs> based on playing soccer twenty years ago and what I remember, that was not okay. But it turns out it was, yeah. and it should have been a goal. He should have yeah. had the hat trick. That ball should be under his shirt like he's a pregnant lady about to pop, and then he has the ball at home on his shelf to be like, this is the 94th time I've gotten a hat trick because I'm real good at scoring. And then in nine months, 
a smaller soccer ball pops out of the larger soccer ball's area. Yeah. And area uh, out of what's that area? Is it like the uh, the needle hole for pumping the ball up? Yeah. <laughs> Squeezes right out of there and like, ah, congratulations. Yeah. It's yeah, a ball. We want to play with this ball. It's quite dilated. <laughs> My foot got caught in the ball. Gross. <laughs> I think your ball's in labor. <laughs> yep, dilated to eight centimeters. <laughs> Sorry to pregnant ladies everywhere. We love you. I've uh, I've do. lived with one before and it's amazing. So I have a, um okay, so here's how the game goes. I down. have my own baby uh, soccer ball thanks to <laughs> exhausted mom. So okay. Uh here's how the game goes down. In the twenty second minute, a uh Yeah, yeah, I already covered this. Yeah. A bunch of goals. Four nothing. Oh, four goals. Super scrappy play from Nico Ladero. Uh gets Raul Rudy as a goal. Nico gets one from a very questionable penalty call that leads to a penalty kick. Nico Ladero takes it, scores second goal. Uh in the second half, Raul Rudiaz, uh another another very, very scrappy play from Nico Ladero. Oh, dude, uh, but that was awesome. That was the awesome cross where you finally saw what can happen when those two guys get together. Exactly. Uh, that was an that was That's an amazing exciting. play. As as Victor, as uh, uh, Nico Ladero is being pulled down to the ground, barely gets a toe poke on it to play it back to Rui Diaz, who's able to just like smash it into the net. And then uh, Victor Rodriguez, who has been so close to scoring so many times over the last few matches, uh, in that match against Philadelphia where we where the Sounders lost one nothing, Victor Rodriguez in the first half curled the ball that bounced off the post. Everybody thought it was going to go in. Uh, finally gets his goal, 80th minute with an absolutely uh, beautiful strike. Uh, yeah, he to, just put his foot through right through the ball's pinhole, and it was goal setting. <laughs> and after the match, uh, Rodriguez said exactly how much that that goal meant to him, uh, talking about how his family's been super supportive. It's been really hard for him to not be scoring goals, to be going through such a slump, and that that goal meant everything to him and his family. So really Good. cool uh, to hear from him talking about that. Super important goal and uh, just all around amazing, amazing game for the Sounders. Uh, when you look at this match, we don't talk about Stefan Fry very much because like, he didn't really have to do anything until well into the match. And the defense didn't really have much to say about that match because it was all kind of just picking apart at the at the back line of Colorado the whole time, which is a fun place to be because with goals being scored and pressure being applied, it's not something Seattle has done a great job of this year. They haven't created opportunities, and that's been phenomenal. That brings me, Here's though. The- go ahead. Uh, here, I was going to say, here's some stats for you from that. Uh, Sounders had 64% of possession during the match. They made uh, almost 600 passes, 591 passes to Colorado's 328. Within, and the Sounders had a literally 84% pass accuracy with 64% of the possession. That just goes to show you how dominant of a match it was. The, the Seattle had the ball, and they did not give it back. If we were really professional, we would look up earlier in the season when Seattle was awful at passing. It was like this like weird phenomenon for like the first two months. They couldn't complete passes. And to finally get it together and to be functioning at this level at the end of the season, it's kind of like, unfortunately, a new Sounders tradition. Yeah. Okay, yep. so looking at that whole play, we, had, we mentioned a lot of names there with a lot of goals. Rui Diaz, Ladero, Rodriguez. We mentioned Stefan Fry there a little bit. It brings us, though, to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Hand Wall Abuanas, Hot Tubs and Saunas, Man of the Match. That is a great business. <laughs> Good on Hand Wall Abuana for having a backup on his minimum salary. Yeah, I thought I saw him out at the uh, Washington State Fair. Yeah, I never know who buys hot tubs at that thing, but now I get who sells them. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, him and Nuhu probably joint venture. Nuhu's just getting in on t-shirt businesses and, and sauna businesses. All right. This week's... Uh, I feel like hey, Nuhu's making minimum wage plus a cut of every sauna that he sells. Like, <laughs> I feel like that true, true to form with the with the soccer team. You know, it's the same way that Hedwala Buana, <laughs> Hedwala Buana's hot tubs and saunas is treating him. Uh Hamwala Buana's hot tubs and saunas man of the match this week has to be Nico Ladero. Oh yeah. Uh, Nico played out of his mind. He had a goal, he had two assists. Um he had something like uh or uh, you know like an 88% passing accuracy. Um some of the st- stats that I was seeing, I bet you his Audi player index was out of this world. <laughs> As opposed to his any player index, I always like whenever I hear that I'm like, "Oh, is he an Audi? Gross." <laughs> also, if you're an Audi, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was a my man of the match is Nico Ladero. Nico Ladero, it's Handwalla Buana's hot tubs and saunas man of the match. Hot in, hotter out. <laughs> that is left over from the last one. That is amazing. It still works. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. It's who's hot, who's garbage, who's hot garbage. Hot. Anything Nico Ladero does, Nico Ladero can do better. Hot. It sure feels like it. That guy has more and more gears that he continues to demonstrate. He is playing out of his mind. The only thing that he has not demonstrated yet, and I hope he gets a chance to do better, is an MLS Cup final. Oh, yeah. Just to see him ball out, actually, like, do what he can do. Um, Hopefully not in Toronto. And as the way it looks like so far, probably not in Toronto. Why I say anything Nico Ladero does, Nico Ladero can do better because he had assisted two goals for Raul Ruiz Diaz. Both goals were uh, super scrappy plays, as I said. Both of them came from the right side of the box where he was on the ground, basically playing a ball back to the top uh, to find Ruiz Diaz. Um, so kind of amazing uh, to watch just him all over the field. That was Nico Ladero's match. I cannot stop talking about Nico Ladero uh, shoe phone. <laughs> Calling home from shoe phone. Um, <laughs> hot Nico Ladero yelling at Nuhu Tolo was super hot. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he Nuhu just made a dumb play and missed on the pass, and Ladero no. was so fired up, and he just like points at the ground and starts yelling at him. And I can only imagine, like, Nuhu was like, yo, dog, I'm making, like, you know, minimum wage here to play on your team. I'm sorry I missed the pass or whatever. But at the Nuhu same time... Like, I don't speak Spanish, dude. I have no idea what you speak you're Cameroon? <laughs> Cameroonian? I think French. I think Nico... I think uh, he speaks French. Yeah, pro- he probably does speak French. I think he speaks English, too, as well. But, yeah, Nico Ladero got- was so mad at him. And I was like, yeah, man, good. I want to see players on the field getting upset with each other when they're making bad decisions when like making each other get better to a degree you win four nothing great later on in the match after a uh, across from Ladero to Rui Diaz for an amazing goal knew who was over there high five and hugging it out so it was not like something where he like walked away from getting yelled at with hurt feelings it made him play better and so that's great to see that happen especially for a guy who's trying to prove his place they hired someone else to come in and take that position and then he got hurt and here he is again being like alright I get another shot at it it was good to see uh, knew who taking some abuse which is cool and then uh, living up to it hi uh, hot Christian Roldan. This is like not a joke. This is actually just I want to give mad props to Christian Roldan, who has played every single minute for the Sounders this season. Hot. That's incredible. That's like at least 95 minutes. 
<laughs> it's 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 just a little bit under i think not even stefan fry has played every single minute this season uh brian meredith had to had to play a match in there somewhere earlier in the season and silly sounder season as we as we uh yeah. barely remember it um so just insane motor and i uh, cannot believe he hasn't injured himself given with like the tenacity that he plays with so uh i just thought somebody said that on the broadcast and i was like holy crap that is a whole lot of running and and we've talked we always talk like kind of peripherally about how good and, and valuable Christian Roldan is to this team uh he doesn't play a position where as soon as he's out like Chad Marshall where goals just start dropping into the net yeah um but just when he's there uh he's always consistent barely ever has a bad moment so uh just shout outs to Christian Roldan I can't wait till he hits the next level that he's capable of because you look at an Ozzy Alonso a guy who's similarly in a similar position from time to time as Roldan you watch that guy and how he's just continued to be a powerhouse even when he started the season poorly he still switched it on and the team is so much better with him out there I can't wait till Roldan gets to that next level of maturity where he's even smarter, faster, stronger, making uh, awesome challenges, being a smart defensive and offensive player. It's really exciting. Contrarily, we go to garbage. Uh, garbage. Uh, Jim Kihi. Garbage. <laughs> now, now, I don't mean to say that Kim Kihi did anything wrong and that he is garbage or that he had a bad game or anything about him. It's just before the match... The lineups were put up by the broadcast team onto the, the, the television, which we all watch and trust as a uh, source of information. And uh, they listed Kim Kihi as Jim Kihi. And it's not even like that's an autocorrect thing because the name Kim is a pretty common name. Like that doesn't need autocorrection to Jim in like the American English. And I know that the, the K and the J are right next to each other on the keyboard, but you're a professional. You're putting stuff on the on the on the television and and to be by fair, way of illegal people putting it on the uh, internet. To be fair, I hear that that is actually New Who's part time job is to do the TV graphics also <laughs> to try and make rent. So garbage. Oh come on, how dare you? So that that's why it says that that's why under New Who's name it just says New Who is awesome <laughs> <laughs> every time, every single time. So handsome. <laughs> uh, Jim Kihi sounds like a guy that sold me a used car. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Jim Key. He's used car Saturn lot where they don't even make Saturns anymore, but we sell them. Okay, how about hot garbage? Uh, hot garbage. Don't give me a break with that international break bar. Oh boy, that joke was hot garbage. Uh, I, I was hoping. I was hoping. For that. Don't worry, Brandon. Eleven months from now, in week seventy-one of the playoffs, there'll be another one to make sure literally no one is paying attention anymore. Hashtag MLS basketball playoffs. <laughs> uh. The 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 MLS okay backstory very shortly MLS does not play on the same schedule that everybody else in the world in in uh, world soccer plays even on. F- Russia plays on the European soccer schedule despite the fact that it's like minus thirty in their outdoor stadiums in the middle of the winter yeah and and you think that we can't handle it in Minnesota that's so the the whole thing is that everywhere else in the world they play a schedule that 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 does not play over the winter. Um, or they take a winter break or, uh, you know, and, and MLS is the only the only league. Basically, I think there's maybe one other league that they don't want to go head to head with the NFL. Hot garbage. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, NFL likes to go head to head with themselves, though. <laughs>
not this season. No tackling. <laughs> um. So the re- so the reason that the- so what happens is that because of every other uh, federation, every other uh, soccer league in the world is on the same schedule. When the- those leagues aren't playing, they have international breaks where all of the international teams play, and they don't have to worry about taking players away from their club team games because those club teams have all decided let's take a break because none of the good players that we have are going to be with us. Um, and so MLS not doing that runs the risk and runs into this thing where right when they get into the playoffs and right when they get into this final run up to the most important part of the season, if you don't care about the sport of shield, uh, the most important part of the season, um, they start to lose the best players to their international teams. So the Sounders being a good team right now, at least have a bunch of players who are being called up into their national teams for this, these upcoming friendlies and these upcoming international games. So Gustav Svensson, Nico Ladero, uh, Roman Torres, Gu- uh, I already said Gustav Svensson, but that guy, Raul Ruiz Diaz. Raul Ruiz Diaz. Um, a lot of these players who are super good. Not and Christian I, rolled on for some reason. And but, but I I don't remember, but I think even Kim Ki Hee. I think the Sounders were able to work out something with South Korea to say, can we please keep him for now? Because uh, you can't take two of our center backs, Roman Torres and no, Kim no, no. Ki-hee. But Brandon, they got it all wrong. We sent the the notification and they read Jim Ki Hee, and they're like, we don't even know who that is. Just agree to it. <laughs> Oh, that, that's what we need to do for uh, Carl Svensson as well. Hot garbage. Uh, anyway, so as the Sounders reach one of the most important parts of the season, of any season, uh, we're running the risk of losing quite a few players as we go to play some tough teams in this final stretch. People getting mad on the internet after anything happens. <laughs> it's this week in fan outrage. <laughs> This week in fan outrage, Kale Parker says, the way these announcers are talking about new who's biffed shots. Oh, or, my God. I, I'm going to go ahead and say boofed shot. Uh, <laughs> Dude. You, you would have thought that he had murdered his firstborn child or something. No, 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 no. I actually am taking the side of the announcers. That was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, I mean, that ball must have had the biggest vagina on it because his foot clearly <laughs> got caught because that thing went directly right. That is a play that, like, you know, 11-year-old me playing AYSO was like, well, of course that happened because you passed it to an idiot. Now, I don't think I don't think knew who's an idiot, but it was he must be so embarrassed after that. I feel terribly for him. Uh, I, one of these days, one <laughs> you, of these days. Did you write the fifty-five thousand dollar man on here? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, what I wrote was that some folks out here apparently have very high expectations for New Who, or as I like to call him, the fifty-five thousand dollar man. <laughs> oh, oh, quit! Just wrap it up. That's good. That's a, thanks everyone for coming. <laughs> That's good. TLDL. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, this week in fan outrage, uh, Gritty City Sounder says Colorado feed has been calling Chad Marshall fat, sort of. What? <laughs> so apparently they're talking about how like the call- the people the Colorado broadcasters were so surprised that a guy Chad Marshall size they were like pulling up his Audi Player Index. He's not like see- it's, it's not like he's Roman Torres, <laughs> the biggest boy. Uh, <laughs> They looked and they had seen like, wow, Chad Marshall in a match covers a lot of ground, according to the Audi player index. And um, not bad for a fat guy. <laughs> yeah, not bad for a dude who's probably like 50. And <laughs> uh, to which a good friend of the pod, Tropic Sound, replied with my new favorite term, which is Chad Bod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is rich. <laughs> uh, what's, this, uh, uh, what's this about Tim Howard? 
Uh, so this is what I was going to talk about this week in Fan Outrage. Steve Straza says Tim Howard got spared a very a really embarrassing goal by an arguable substitution. Um, that's what we were talking about earlier. Tim Howard uh, played the ball out off of his goal line or off of the six yard box. Played it directly to Raul Ruiz Diaz, who put it in the net. Um, it's like the, the equivalent referee- of covering yourself in blood and jumping into the shark tank. Like that was like it was. That's how bad that went for him. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of doing that thing that you did when you were playing basketball, stepping over the line three times in a row. To, or shooting to, on the wrong team. basket. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, so quite some controversy during that match, and there was a lot of fan outrage about it, but also the Sounders were winning something like three to nothing, so people are like, man, whatever. I love the start of this headline, Brandon. Soccer, but on ice. Uh, This headline comes from the league that is not MLS, but the NHL commissioner has recently recommended expansion to Seattle. So Seattle finally nailed down a home, probably milking the money from all of the taxpayers in the city. I I don't know anything about this whole thing. Privately financed. Privately financed. Dope. Um, So it was, (laughs) never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, (laughs) They we voted gave all our money to Safeco Field anyway, so as if we had anything to give. The NHL commission voted 9 nothing to expand to Seattle. It's not done until the big vote that happens in December. Yeah, the Board of Governors, so I think that's like all of the owners of all the other NHL teams, vote in December to say whether or not uh, Seattle should have a NHL team. If they do, I think that they could start as early as 2020 if everything goes perfectly. Um, but as we know, things in Seattle like tunnels and bridges and light rail it never does um uh just to put it in some context the nhl season begins in october and playoffs start in april so there is some overlap with mls and uh but if you're a fan of hockey and a fan of uh hockey but on the grass which is what we call soccer uh you'll be able to watch sports all year round and not even have to support (laughs) head-on-head collisions (laughs) uh it was crazy if you want to see something that's related to seattle sports that's bananas at monday night raw this week there's a guy who evidently is a wrestler and plays guitar like i don't follow wrestling at all but he's like a kind of a country guy with a beard and he brought another guy out there and he's like that's about as uh that's about as likely as seattle having basketball and i've never heard a crowd boo to that to that extent (laughs) i mean it was a pretty like the guy almost like broke character because it was like so impressive i thought how mad the crowd got that it was like pretty funny and he almost like started laughing it was pretty (laughs) pretty incredible and then his other little sidekick guy tries to like take it to the next level but the damage was done and boy that was a good sports moment for seattle what else we got uh this week in headlines cool uh we've talked about it all the time uh nico ladero it not only made team of the week for mls but is also the mls player of the week which I don't think we ever foresaw happening at all this season, given the first half of the season. So awesome to see uh, him getting even more accolades by the league. Yeah, that's rad. There's uh, some related Nico news as well. I saw a someone posted a photo of two guys hanging out together trading a Sounders jersey, and I didn't realize that that was pertinent to right now, that there was actually um, a bit of rumor speculation going around. Some very lofty, silly season rumor uh, news coming around, which is... Luis Suarez? Luis Suarez. 
So, uh, rumor has it that Nico Ladero's best friend, I sh** you not, is Luis Suarez. That's not the rumor. The rumor is that Luis Suarez <laughs> is already plotting out his... They signed each other's uh, yearbooks, bro. It's, it's for real. <laughs> well, uh, yearbook, I don't I don't count that as fact. Uh, I, we're going to have to take a look at that yearbook. Uh, yearbooks um, are journalism, okay? So get out of here. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so Luis Suarez is apparently, according to some Spanish outlet, that's likely not very credible, according to everybody that I've seen on the internet. CNN Espanol has said that uh, I don't know how to say fake news in Spanish, but I would have just said that right there. So just count that, bank that joke right there. Um, <laughs> Suarez <laughs> contra verdad. I think nailed it. Suarez is planning his uh, his basically post Barcelona move uh, and is looking at options in MLS. Everybody has assumed that because he's best friends with Nico Ladero, uh, that the Sounders are his most likely target. That doesn't take into account that Beckham is about to have a team in Miami and that Atlanta has uh, former Barcelona manager Tata Martino, at least for now at the helm. So who knows where he's actually going to go. But Suarez is apparently signed at Barcelona at least through 2021 and being paid about $20 million annually, according to Sounder at Heart. Um, and apparently his market value is around $70 million. Nobody in the league has, in MLS has ever splashed that kind of cash, so at least in the next few years, it's not looking like Luis Suarez, who's on pace to score 17 goals this season in La Liga, one of the best leagues in the in the world. Um, to be fair, he's playing on one of the best teams in the universe, so like he's, yes. he's getting fed some pretty good service. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about any of this, however, is that uh, commenter on Sounder at Heart, Need This Too, is, says, uh, he seems to have gotten through his teething phase, so I'll give him a shot. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> uh, Luis Suarez, known for biting other human beings in the course of a soccer match, which uh, includes no biting in the in the rules. So. Do you honestly see a future where he could ever possibly come to MLS? I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, at a, at the time at, when MLS was where it was, David Beckham came and played uh, for LA Galaxy, and uh, Wayne Rooney is currently playing in the league. Oh, but I, that's a difference. I mean, Wayne Rooney used to be real good. Luis Suarez still is at 31. They're like almost the same age. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Ronaldo talks about coming. Griezmann talks about. I mean, some of the world's biggest players are talking about coming to MLS, and uh, Suarez is is up there and a guy who um, you know might try try to take a little bit more to the bank before he calls it calls it good for the, for a career. All right, looking to the future here on Monday is the next match. Sounders have Houston twice in the next three weeks. Oh man, is Houston good or bad? Uh, Houston is bad, but lately they've been good, so it's hard to say. Houston away, uh, that could be, I mean, no one comes to their matches, so it's not like they have a huge home field advantage. It's, oh my gosh, watching the Open Cup final, which was in Houston, was depressing. Houston is a massive, impossible to commute in city. I don't like, I don't ever understand how these like giant sprawling cities plan to like facilitate getting people to events and stuff like that. I mean, I guess the football team has no problem because it's in the heart of Texas, but that's a tough one to ask. It's a huge international city too. There's tons of people from international means around the world. And so there's a ton of people there. It's like super multi-ethnic. And you think that like these other countries where soccer might be a bigger deal would be a draw, but boy, it is not. 
<laughs> at least not for the Dynamo. Uh, Dynamo are not that good this year. I think they're in 10th place in the Western Conference, which yeah. is only three. I mean, below them is San Jose and Colorado, who are the two teams only mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in the Western Conference. So Houston probably doesn't have that much longer until they join the same fate. Um, Houston away is always tough. The Sounders have always seemed to struggle a lot in Houston. So I think that's why it's imperative that the Sounders try to, I mean, they're always going to try to win, you know, but there's an extra focus on getting these three points from Houston um, when they're here on Monday night. I think Seattle has an advantage here because the defense this year has been pretty dynamite for Seattle. And Houston might be coming off of like a good run of form with a bunch of goals in the last couple matches. But I think that a Chad Bod Marshall in the <laughs> central defense next to Jim Keehy could easily be on lockdown to keep a team like Houston at bay. For sure. And, and that's the thing. Houston's been looking really good. Uh, they won the Open Cup final in one of like two matches ago. They played <clears throat> Philadelphia, put three on Philadelphia and picked up the Open Cup final trophy. Uh, so really good for them. But they've also been struggling a lot this year. Um, however, the last time that the Sounders played Houston, there was another two-leg series. This is not a real two-leg series, but last year, a real two-leg series in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, the Sounders beat Houston two to nothing in the first leg at, at, on the road, and then three to uh, three to nothing at home. Uh, and Houston got red cards in both of those matches, and in both of those matches, uh, Sounders had no problem shutting down Houston and, and getting lots of goals. And other than uh, a goal, Bruin, yeah, other than a goal from Dempsey, it's all names that we know. That were scoring, yep. so they have familiarity with being able to put goals past Houston from Svensson, Bruin, Rodriguez. Yep. Um, those are guys that can get it done. So, all right. So, it's looking good for the Sounders. Is basically what we're trying to say is that uh, as the Sounders go in against a team that might be streaking in a good way right now, uh, we're going streaking. <laughs> Sounders have also won, I think, what is it like ten of their last thirteen? So that's a really good statistic to have. Um, and they're sitting in a really good place in the Western Conference right now, fifth place. Uh, and with the with the remaining schedule, and we've talked about a few other games that are relevant to to what the Sounders are doing. Uh, the Sounders have a potential to climb pretty high in those Western Conference standings if they can pick up these three points. Somehow Portland's still ahead. It would have been cool to see Dallas, I guess, beat Portland to let Seattle jump up by a position, but at the same time. Bringing Dallas down a peg always sounds good to me, too. That was kind of like a, both teams taking a point is kind of ideal, I guess, that you would have. You want to see Seattle move up into fourth or better to be able to get a better playoff spot. I don't know. It's, yeah. um, well, and just to, if, if fourth or better, you avoid that play-in game. So you're you're getting in that extra week of or that extra. You're not playing a midweek game right before going into playing some knockout rounds. Um, some so the Sounders kind of were split on the matches that we talked about last week that we cared about. Galaxy, we wanted the Galaxy to lose. However, they beat Vancouver three to nothing, and Zlatan's a ridiculous human, uh, Zebrahimovic, as I like to as we like to call him <laughs> now. Uh, too good. Uh, Portland versus Dallas, you talked about. They got a zero zero draw. Riveting soccer that one. Um, that was fine, but we would have obviously preferred Dallas to knock Portland down below. Sporting versus RSL, a draw, which was perfect because both of those teams are right around the Sounders in, in the in the table right now. And Chicago versus LAFC, uh, Chicago surprisingly won that one, which is awesome because the Sounders can still reach third, uh, potentially third place, not just fourth place, but can potentially reach third place and get a home game. 
uh, for that first for that first round of uh, playoffs. So we just said a lot of like numbers and a lot of scenarios, and that's hard to follow. And I appreciate that. Take a look at the MLS table so you can see where the Sounders stack up here in fifth place. The thing that's interesting is that seven points behind with four matches to go, Seattle's only seven points out of first place. Yep, uh, three points out of third. It's not. We shouldn't rule out a strong run of form here. Still, and like a couple of these teams having a couple bad weekends, Seattle could easily jump way up in this. Way up. I mean, I'm saying I'm saying third or fourth is is like a realistic uh, expectations. But the chances are that with the right results around the league. Um, now, granted, a lot of these teams play each other, and teams that we want to lose play against teams that we don't want to win. Um, but Sounders could possibly get all the way up to second. I don't know that first is completely completely out of the question, but I wouldn't count on it. Dallas clinched playoff uh, spot at least. At, th- at this point, Sounders need to hope that they can clinch a playoff spot. Dallas was able to do that with 53 points. Uh, if, if the Sounders can get six more points out of their last three games... Uh, that's that's a really good, especially really good. four games. Um, four games, yeah. Sorry, four games. six. Did you say six points in four games? If they can get six points out of four games, even though they've been averaging two uh, at more than two points a game lately, so I don't think it sounds that insurmountable. But well, so let's, that, let's, but let's break it down here. You're talking about on the uh, with Houston here in Seattle on Monday. That's uh, three points that you got to feel good about being at home, and still one more home game to wrap up the season against a terrible San Jose. You're talking like and a, you're and talk- a ter- in a trip to Orlando against yeah yeah, yeah. A very, hold on we'll get, we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there you're talking two matches right there that are at home that have six points up for grabs then you have a big road trip four days apart you're talking being at Orlando City and then at Houston as well Orlando City is also total garbage and so it's not unthinkable that there could be a big run of points still this season if the form stays true. You could be talking about, look, I don't know if it'll happen or not, and I hate to speculate, but I'm going to. You you could be talking about a team walking away with 9 or 10 points here in the next four matches. That's We're a- talking about a team that could walk away with 12 points. And, and three weeks ago, before the Sounders played Philadelphia, we were talking about a team that could possibly win out with seven matches left in the season. Obviously, that was a little lofty. They went on to lose two straight. But then they put up a four on Colorado, and we're talking about it again. The Sounders could potentially win out with four matches left. It's 12 points. That's that's pretty good. Colorado better. Colorado is... Oh, no, they have a couple games in hand. Colorado just possibly worse than Orlando City, which is one of the opponents coming up. Houston in 10th place on 30 points. That's, I mean, you got to be hoping for at least three out of those two matches. There's a really good shot that Seattle gets those six points, no problem, and then takes a bunch more. I think we're looking at a top four finish here for the end of the season. And what a great run and what awesome momentum going into the playoffs. This is very exciting. Uh, really quickly, we're out of time here, Brandon. I got to go. But um, the hero and villain for this weekend, you, I know who you're picking. You got to be riding that momentum of Nico Lodero for your hero. Uh, Nico Ladero's he, he's he's been the guy. He ha- if he has an off game, the Sounders play poorly. But if he has a good game, the Sounders play great. And just to watch the way he's been combining with Raul Ruiz Diaz lately, uh, it's it's giving me Oba and Deuce vibes. It's it's amazing. Does Ruiz Diaz wear eyeliner? <laughs> he always looks like he's so. His eyes are so sexualized. I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> no, I just think it's the way that he looks at you, Greg. Yeah, yeah, probably. He like uh, he like looks into the TV camera. He's like, "Hey, Goyo, I'm looking at you." And I'm like, "Yeah, bud, I see you there. That's cool. You got neck tattoos. That's hot." Um, okay, who's your villain though? I don't know anything about Houston this year, so tell me who I got to be looking out for on the pitch. Uh, the guy that I'm watching, the guy that's been then their guy lately, is uh, Mauro Monotas, who has uh, three goals in his last two matches, including two in the Open Cup final, which uh, they got to lift in Houston. So I think Mauro Monotas has been, uh, he's the first person, he has like the record for the most goals scored in a single season for the Houston Dynamo. That's this season, um, a, a season that they're playing terribly, but they're, they're putting some pieces together for next season. They're going to be great. And he's one of those pieces. Um, he's the guy to watch out for in this match. All right. Too long. Didn't listen. In case you're just waking up from whatever job you have and haven't been paying attention because you've been screen printing for the last 20 minutes. Cool, Keith. What have you missed out on? TLDL, Brandon. Uh, TLDL, with the addition of Luis Suarez, the bite of Seattle might be getting a lot more interesting in 2019. Say it one more time for me. Uh, with the addition of Luis Suarez, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, TLDL with the addition of Luis Suarez, the bite of Seattle might be getting a lot more interesting in 2019. <laughs> the bite of Seattle. Shut up. Uh, TLDL. We have one of the strongest center back pairings in the league of Jim Kehi and Chad Bod Marshall. <laughs> uh, Chad Unquatro, my boy. Uh, <laughs> TLDL. We got to get cool Keith making a T-shirt for the fifty-five thousand dollar man on it. <laughs> And finally, TLDL shout-outs to Hugo, oftentimes a Spanish-language announcer for Seattle Sounders in some capacity. He came through on a text that I sent mid-cast. Those are called Noticias Falsas. You are Noticias Falsas. <laughs> he would never use a language other than white guy, okay? <laughs> All right, so the Sounders FC welcome Houston Dynamo CenturyLink Field Monday at seven thirty. We call it the ba- the past Gregor's bedtime cup. <laughs> it's the only time that <laughs> someone wishes they were in, in the Frisco Cup. There, I guess the uh, old Houston having a bad season of it. But I will be going to bed when that match starts, so we'll be watching it the following mo- morning on Tuesday in time for a Tuesday night pod. Take a look into your crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell me what you see. Uh, I see a 2 nothing win for the Sounders with a goal from Rui Diaz and Christian Roldan. I don't know what the final score is going to be, but it's going to be a goal definitely off the two heads from Jim Kehe to Chad Bod Marshall. I like beer. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 